Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello, welcome back to Marriage or Martinis, and I am Adam, and here is Danielle. Hello. Yes. All right, so we have a new episode about uh, food. This is the food episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man, I'm hungry. I'm like doing this episode. I I just. I, I keep thinking about restaurants. I want well, to go it's to. torturous. But it's really bad yeah. timing because you and I we're really on like a, a saving spree yeah. right now. We're really trying to save money, so we're not really we're trying not to go out to eat. And um, I think didn't you make like hot dogs and corn the other night for dinner? <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're you know like all in a saucepan or something. We're just we're trying to save money right now, and oh, so this it makes it even worse yeah. to do this episode right now. It's so bad. But we also that it's a two episode week because we're going to have Flirty Girl on later in the week. Mm-hmm. Um, we love Flirty Girl. Well, she's going to be back. She's we had be her back. once before. Yeah. Anybody who's listened to our past episodes knows that she's been here before, mm-hmm. and she is back. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking to myself that. That episode is going to be all about sex. I bet you're going to hear so much more moaning from me <laughs> in this imagine. episode than you will in that episode. Right. I'm just going to be moaning the whole time. Yeah. Because and I'm just this is my favorite topic in the world. The whole time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. So, yeah, before we even start, uh, we received a lot of feedback from you guys. And thank you for doing that. Um so, Danielle, you have some questions that we can respond to? or Because yeah. I haven't seen these. I don't know anything about them. Yeah, so, I asked on an Instagram story. If you're not checking out our Instagram stories, uh, yeah, definitely not. start because I put some fun things in there and some polls. There's, there's good stuff that you can't put on regular posts on Instagram. So even if you're uh, not on Instagram, just go over there just to check out our stories sometimes. I put them on a few times a week. So I asked some questions uh, about if people had questions for us. And there were a lot of questions, a lot of questions about the podcast, 
a lot of questions you can tell from people who maybe some that don't listen to the podcast because we talk the stuff that we talk about all the time on the podcast okay. that I want to answer back and be like, you, if you listen to the podcast, you would know right. all these answers. Like our kids' ages or stuff like that. Well, or just, um, yeah, you know, yeah, stuff they should know. So, uh, well, the first question that I was going to talk about, well, I actually wrote something on Instagram yesterday, which got a lot of good feedback, which was, um, oh, for fuck's sake, Billy, just bark already. Okay. So I wrote something about, um, that someone had said, why don't you two just get divorced already? Uh, It seems like you'd be happier. Yeah. Ouch. Me or us? I think... uh, I think us. Why would he just be talking about you? I don't know. I didn't. I don't know about this. He so, just said you too. Why don't you too get? To- because we'd both be happier if we were divorced, right? Okay. And I have no idea if this person is even a podcast listener. I have no idea. Okay. Who it would. But um, but I I wrote something answering it. You know, basically saying like I completely disagree that I mean. Sure, I we, hope so. Well, <laughs> listen, we've had some tough times okay, recently but- and over the years and. We, I think overall, 100%, we think we're better together than we are apart. And I think that the whole thing about this podcast is that I hope that if, if you take away anything from it, it's that number one, marriage is fucking hard. Parenting is fucking hard. But hard doesn't have to mean bad. And I think that's the problem that we are still facing. And I want to do a, actually a whole episode about that because I'm so tired of it being like, you know, if if something seems really hard in life, well, we don't necessarily stop. Parenting is the hardest fucking thing ever. You don't just stop being a parent, you know, like, and I, I get that sometimes it's not worth it with marriage. Sometimes it's... Um, if there's some kind of, um, if the other person isn't putting in the effort, mm-hmm. if there's a lack of effort, a lack of, you know, communication, what, whatever there is that you can't get over, obviously it doesn't, it's not always worth it to work on it. And we're complicated people. So, you know, we're, we're, we're both complicated people. And when you put two complicated people together, it's shocker, it's going to be complicated. So, but at the same time, it's been exciting and we laugh a ton and we do love each other. And, you know, we're both, we want to work, we want it to work. We want to, we always want it to work and we love to be together. So that is my answer, my short, my very short answer to that. that I could do, yeah. I mean, my God, that was don't get me started. It was, All right. was it? What's the next? You have another so, question? Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, along the same lines, do we want to do, I mean, how has the podcast strengthened your relationship? I think it's saved our relationship. Well, I think it saved your life. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, this has been therapy for me. Mm-hmm. I think for us together, um, I think I've said it before. We've spoken more in the last six months than we have in the last 16 years. So mm-hmm. um, doing this podcast has completely brought us back together and had us communicate more than we ever have. Except also at the same time, again, it's been incredibly hard. Incredibly hard. Oh, yes. I also think we've fought more in the past six months. Maybe because things have been brought up through the podcast that we wouldn't have otherwise known, but I also feel like we've cleared the air. But I think it's good. Oh, yeah. Because we just, like, there was shit building up inside both of us that we were just fucking let out that we may not have otherwise. Right. Yeah. 
And I think, uh, you know, uh, we're going to talk a little bit with the food. We're going to, I was going to talk a little bit about an incident that happened one night at a restaurant, um, which I think was like you hitting rock bottom was like the low point of everything that you had gone through. Can I through. just say, what? please, what? <laughs> I, I won an episode of why I'm good. <laughs> because, but I feel like we talk about why you're good. Yeah, but, but there's always like a big like, this is how you fucked up, and this is how like uh, wait. Uh, but no, it's okay. No, it's not that it's okay. It's that it's all happened. It, it's all happened, and it's okay to talk about it. Yeah, I get that. But but you, but I, I didn't let want, me finish. I was I, about to say something oh, really good. Oh, ooh, okay, go I ahead. was. I was about to say that. That night you hit rock bottom, I think, or, you know, around that time, it was around the same time, about a month later from my, than my uh, birthday, then my 40th birthday night, mm-hmm. same kind of, and I think that you were at a place where you just, you were, you were lost, right? And you sure. were feeling, um, you know, not worthy, not self, you know, not self-confident. I think just a lot of things was go were going on and you were torturing yourself almost. And I think that it was around that same night that I started thinking about the podcast. And I think that, um, you know, I, I think that you hit rock bottom and I think that you have, you are like pulling yourself out of that. And I think it's completely commendable. And I think at some point we all hit, you know, rock bottom. Granted, everybody's rock bottom is different. But at some point, we all have to pick ourselves up and start again. And I think that uh, while there were, you know, there were already things happening that you needed to work through, um, I think that since the podcast started, I think you've been, you know, doing more work on yourself than you've ever done in your life. Yeah, uh, yeah on yeah. myself and us mm-hmm. and our family and the kids and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, fine. Yeah. One so more. you want like a whole episode about <laughs> just good shit about Adam. Yes. I want an oh. Adam positivity episode. Oh, come on. I think that I do say really positive things to you, but we're also, we have, listen, we can't ignore the fact that there's been a lot of shit in the past okay. couple years. No. <laughs> come, really? Like, okay. But, but okay. 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 All right. How do you both feel about threesomes in general? I think they're great. Do you? (laughs) Wait, wait. Is it two guys or three guys or like, no, two girls and a guy? Like what kind of, like what's the situation? It just says threesomes. I would assume it means either way. I think it's terrible, actually. Not in general, just for us. I think it's terrible for any married couple. But I don't think that's fair to say. Why? Because I think every couple handles different things differently. And I personally say do whatever if it works for you and it truly works for you that you're not that you don't have why this would that ins- truly work for you, you as a married that, couple to bring somebody else in you can say that about so many things people could say that about us sleeping in separate bedrooms how could that work for them no you can't because, make that no, judgment about, i disagree nope 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 i, I disagree with you're you you're bringing I think, another party into the relationship that could completely but if it excites you and it's purely sexual and it's something that you can keep compartmentalized in your mind that it's it doesn't go more than just it was a night of sex then i, I listen i i say sexually do whatever works for what, you is that what you want what 
You want a threesome? Like just sexually without any... Uh, no, I have absolutely no interest. Right. In this point of my life, back, like I said in a previous episode, I wish I had done that stuff back in the day. Married or not married? Oh, no, not married. Right, so that's my point. Okay, but that's me. And me. Okay, but you, I'm not. I, I'm not gonna. Ju- I can't. I'm not putting oh, that I'm on anybody else. Judging right. anybody. But what I'm saying also is that no. I for me at this number one at this point in my life, my God, I don't even have the energy. Number one, <laughs> I really don't. I do not have the energy for that. Uh, I don't. I want, don't have the sperm. For I don't that. want two men. <laughs> number one, because I don't even think like. I don't know. I. I one is enough. Like, what do I need two penises for? Like, I don't. What? No, thank you. Like, more. It's like I feel like it's like more work. Well, there's so many holes. I mean, like, you okay. girls have. Uh, yeah. I, okay. <laughs> and then um, I, I don't want two girls because if I'm going to be with another girl, like, I, I have. I, I don't want you. I don't need you there. Oh wow! Thank you. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's true. If that's going to be the case, if I'm going to have a lesbian experience, I don't. Why am I don't. I don't want you there. Oh. And and. Yes, I will never be able to handle it watching you with another woman. I mean, she would have to be like, you know, what? eighty years old and wrinkly, <laughs> old. and you know, um, you know, I just would. It would have to be something that I was completely not intimidated by. Okay, <laughs> sure. Yes. All right. So, so threesomes are a no for us. Yes. Anybody else who is into it and it works, good for you. Wait, you just completely went against everything you just said. No, I'm summing up what we said. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. All right. Moving on to food. <laughs> moving We're on really to food. good at transitions. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Well, I think that food and sex, I I personally believe that they're very closely connected. I get that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it all opens up. It's a lot of ice. No, people like the ice sound. No, they don't like the ice sound. We got both. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think that there's a lot of connections between Mm -hmm. food and sex. And especially for us and our relationship, one thing I think that we do have in common, which is so important to both of us, is we are we both love food. Mm-hmm. We are food. both lovers of good food, and we're both very experimental with food. We're both lovers of good food and shit and food. And shit food. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love me some shit food. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, well, I just we started with some simple questions just to kind of like break the ice and, you know, um, yeah, talk about. I mean, this is by far, I think this is my favorite topic, food. <laughs> I'd rather be yeah. eating it than talking about it, sure. but talking oh, about God. it is a, is a, it, it's a close second. What is the best meal you think you've ever had? Mm-hmm. That I can't answer that. You can't? The best If you meal, had to pick one, like what sticks out in your mind? I can't pick one. I have different situations for different meals. Like some are about the food, some are about the experience, some are about like different situations. Like you can't just pick one best meal. But I... I picked out a few. Okay. All right. So we spoke about this again, um, about Joel Rubichon in Vegas. Mm -hmm. That was an extreme, amazing experience. Like we were there for like three and a half hours. It was like 12 courses of things that we didn't even know what we were eating. And we just felt like royalty, like sitting there in our like throne of a chair, like being served on a cart, like every meal, like it was, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And 
I, I don't even remember if the food was that amazing. I just remember the experience being that amazing. So that's that. Same thing with French Laundry. I don't even remember French Laundry. Right. Like, like it was probably one of the best experiences we, we've that ever was, had. That was the first, I think, I mean, at the time when we went there, which was like 10 years ago, or more than that, more. 12 years ago, yeah. um, it was probably the best restaurant I mean, definitely in the country. At that time, it was. And maybe in the world. Yeah. And um, I think, number one, I don't know if we, at that point, were as experimental with food as we are now. Well, that was our first... French Laundry's in Napa, correct? It's right, in right outside. Oakville, it, California. Right, right, right by Napa. And Napa. Napa. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, no, Yountsville. Yountsville, yes. Yeah. I knew that didn't sound right, yeah. what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That was incredible. Like, mm-hmm. just an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the food was... We have the receipt right up there, yes. frames, and a bottle of wine. That Should we... we post that picture? Sure. Okay. Yeah, and I, it was the meal was, what, like 600 and something dollars? Right. It says right there, $637. Yeah, and to us, that was like, you yeah. know... Food was 420 wine was 192 tax was 45 six, yeah. nine, 637 Also, I had some really incredible dinners like for business like going out with vendors and the whole thing where they would take us out and take us for a real good night out and there was a place called Valbella's in uh Connecticut there's one in the city too not quite the same but like they would it was like goodfellas they would bring us in and like walk us downstairs like to our private area the wine cellar was downstairs with like private areas with certain wines in certain areas and they would just wine and dine the fuck out of us. And it was amazing. Like here's your cheese course and here's your like, like salamis and like, here's your lobster course and here's your steaks. And here's like, it was just an incredible experience. Unfortunately, you weren't there to like experience that. Right. (laughs) But it was amazing. Like it was like a three hour thing of being wined and dined. We were in, uh, at Disney at the Polynesian. There's that restaurant that, that all Ohana. the meat you can eat. Like you just walk Ohana? up with your pl- Ohana? Ohana. You walk up with your plate and it's just like, you want this kind of meat or this kind of meat or this kind of like, mm-hmm. it's just, mm-hmm. they just keep Feeding you as much as possible. Like, those are my kind of meals. That's mm-hmm. that's my kind of dining. Is that like Brazilian style, I think? Maybe? Yeah, there's Brazilian yeah. meat mm-hmm. restaurants that it's just, they come, o- they come over with a skewer and they're yeah. like, do you want a piece of this? And Norwegian this? Cruise Line, I think, has a, oh, one man, of the restaurants yeah. on their cruises is like that. So good. Yeah. It's a lot of meat. So good. It's a lot. Sometimes it's too much meat. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it's literally like one thing of meat coming after another. I, love I can that. only take so much meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, okay, yeah, uh, those are good. Well, I have Joel Rubichon too. Yeah, because to me, um, it's funny because we live an hour from this New York City. We go to New York, you know, we try to go to New York City like once or twice a year for weekends. But my two, I think, favorite meals that I, that I think about were both in Vegas. So I have Joel Rubichon mm-hmm. as one. And and I think there's something about Vegas that is so much um, less uptight than... A, like, sometimes you go to a New York restaurant, like a really nice New York restaurant, and they you walk in and the vibe is that you should feel 
um, thankful for eating at their right. restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah, that like you, you walk thank in, the waiter for... Right, you know, oh, the waiting list to, to get into the restaurant takes months and this and that. And once you go in, they're sort of like, you know, like acting as if you should be grateful uh-huh. for eating there. Vegas is the exact opposite. Vegas is like so welcoming, so fun. The vibe is just so much more laid back, which I'm much more comfortable with. Um, but the food is equally as good. Like the food is amazing in so Vegas. Good. And the second one was Raku in Vegas. What was which that? was um so all right, so we all have that well, a lot of people have like that one oh, friend. Right. I remember that. That now. one friend who just knows everything about restaurants. Like mm-hmm. they just you call them whenever you're going on vacation and you're like, hey, you know, I'm going here, what restaurant should I go to? So we have a friend like that who just knows everything there, like every city you're, you're going to, he travels a lot. He's a foodie. And we actually were in Vegas with him and he was like, we need to go to this place, Raku. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, but there's so many like famous restaurants. Why am I going to go to this random restaurant in a strip mall Uh off the Vegas strip, not in any like beautiful hotel or anything? Why am I going to waste my time doing that when I could be going to, you know, uh, you know, uh, whatever at the win or the Bellagio. And we go there and it winds up literally being like the best yeah. Japanese style restaurant. And it was amazing. And, you know, it's like small plates and stuff, but if you are in Vegas, you have to go to Raku. Yeah. It was if so If you great. like Japanese. And, um, also now they have a dessert restaurant too. Raku desserts. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Which you now we research. need to go back. Um, so anyway, so those are the, my, the two that stick out. We've had a ton of, you know, amazing meals. We're very blessed to have like gone to so many good restaurants and, um. Yeah. It's so hard to pick out. It like, is hard. A favorite meal. Absolutely. Like there's too many. Yeah. So those were my two, but I think for, as far as eating goes, um, you know, I, I love Vegas for food. I, I love the city too. Obviously, New York City, I love too. Portland, Oregon, we had some amazing meals. Oh yeah, that was incredible. Um, yeah. So anyway, so okay. okay. Favorite foods? Mm-hmm. What are yours? Can you guess what mine are? Um, Doritos. Yeah, I Oreos, have Doritos on there. Marshmallows. Mm-hmm. No, I don't like marshmallows. Oh no. I mean, I like like roasted s'mores. marshmallows. Yeah, s'mores. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I go. You know, yeah. Carbs, all my favorite. Anything food, with carbs. Sushi is number one. Right. I love good sushi, but I mean pizza. Good pizza, you know, bad pizza, Ilios <laughs> yeah, pizza. No, I really don't care. <laughs> Actually, like I Did used you say to Ilios. Like, yeah, <laughs> like the cafeteria pizza at yeah. school. I mean, I love it all. Um, appetizers, they're my favorite. Mm-hmm. Chips and dip, wings. I mean, Super Bowl is my favorite food day of the year. Sure, love Super Bowl food, and it's coming up, so mm-hmm. I'm very excited. You're in luck. Um, okay, you. Oh, okay. My favorite foods: mm-hmm. uh, mangoes. Oh, for the love of fucking God. Really? Apples, strawberries. Mm. <laughs> Is that true? All right. Yes and no. I. You wouldn't chew. If you were in a supermarket <laughs> and you were like, you could eat anything at that moment. I'm just as excited about like fruit at the supermarket that I am as like the meat section at the supermarket. All right. But no, for real, like my favorite foods, yes, fruit comes up. On top, it's so but weird. but um, I, I need me a good steak. Mm-hmm. Like when we were in Vegas again, we're talking about Vegas. Um, 
Where were we? Uh, what uh, hotel? Carnivino. Carnivino. I mean, I wasn't even hungry. I Again, was so, the same friends recommended yeah, that restaurant. I was like not even hungry, and we went to the steakhouse. It it, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. Like it was a rip, like ribeye sliced thin kind of thing. Like oh my god, it was mm-hmm. so good. I won't want it right now. Um, I also love good sushi. I don't like bad sushi like you do. I, I, I just... I you mean like, like supermarket sushi, yes, where you I just like, like buy it. Right. Yeah. Anything Asian-influenced, I am a huge fan. Mm-hmm. I like any ramen from like store-bought mm-hmm. to the best in the world. I love ramen. I love like anything Asian-influenced. But I love me some biscuits and gravy. <laughs> when was the last time you had biscuits and gravy? Anytime we go to a buffet, every single time I have biscuits and gravy. I'm not a Southern boy, but I love that shit. I love buffets. I love Franks and beans. Uh-huh. <laughs> if it, I, I'll eat that over anything else. When, like when our family gets together and we do like holidays at my family's mm-hmm. house, somebody makes the Franks and beans. Mm-hmm. I pour my plate with that shit. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, again, for dessert, like apple or peach pie, that's my kind of dessert. You mm-hmm. know, those are my favorite foods. Okay. I love that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the good stuff. I love the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I have foods you hate. Uh, all right. This was tough for me. I, there's not many foods I hate. Condiments. Well, that's not food. Condiments are like the devil's food. That's not real. <laughs> okay. That's not food. Okay. Like real food? Can you think of anything that I don't like? No. Yeah. Me either. Um, all right. So I hate olives. I love olives. I hate olives. I hate them. If I go to a salad bar, I am like watching, you know, where they like make it for you. You know, the, I, I make sure like not one olive gets in my salad. I hate olives. That makes sense. I hate caviar. I do not okay. like, um, you know, I... I I hate it. I think okay. it's gross. I always think about that one scene in Big where he like takes the bite of caviar. Yeah. <laughs> that that's me. I could never. I could never like get down. That's caviar. such a funny scene. Yeah, it's a great scene. Um, and 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 there are certain things from. Okay, so there's a lot of Jewish food we have to talk about, right? So everybody, if you're, you know, if you're have a. Influence from whatever culture you're from. I'm sure right now you can think about food from your culture that you either love or hate, right? Like, so we have, there's just Jewish food mm-hmm. that, you know, when you go for Yom Kippur or Rosh Hashanah or whatever it is, you well, know. Well, Yom Kippur, you don't eat. Well, you do. You fucking, you eat like crazy once oh, it's over, it before and after. Right, right. It's like a festival. Um, so uh, I hate herring, hate it. I don't think if I've you don't ever know tried what herring it. Is look it up. Oh, it's like jelly Ew. with, with yeah. like fish in it. But I love gefilte fish. Okay. Love gefilte fish. You? And your mom makes gefilte fish from scratch, which yeah. is nuts. And my grandmother, my great grandmother, used to uh, actually even more scratch than your mother. She used to put the gefilte fish in her tub. Yeah, live gefilte fish in her tub. Well, gefilte fish is not. Live. What kind of fish was it? I don't know. Right. But there's a fish. Okay, whatever that makes it is. White it fish, probably. Gefilte fish. I don't think it's white fish. <laughs> no. That's a whole separate thing. White fish is delicious. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Bagel with white fish salad. Yeah. Oh my God. So um yeah, so anyways, but I love gefilte fish. I hate tongue. 
never had it. Yes, you have. Not that I know of. You've had it, like tongue from like the deli. Yeah, I know. I don't remember ever eating ham. Oh, I think you have. Um, and I hate ham. I love it. That that's not a Jewish food. That's obviously not a Jewish food. It's oh my not god, like kosher. A big but, um, roast. we're not kosher. Oh my god. Right. Like mm-hmm. I love like mm-hmm. a big roasted ham. No, I don't. Oh, no. So good. How could you hate ham and you love bacon? That makes no it sense. It makes total sense. No, They're completely makes different. No Do sense. you know that I did not fun fact, I never had bacon before I met you. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad but is you, kosher. You can't not like ham if you like bacon. That makes no sense. Uh, okay. Ham is a leaner cut of bacon. It's without the fat. No, like deli sliced ham. I'd rather just have turkey. Okay, but it's a different... Oh, go okay. Ahead. Uh, guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasure foods. I mean, God, I, mean, uh, I could go on all many? day. I know, I know. <laughs> so for me, my, my biggest guilty pleasure is just whatever crap is in the pantry. Right. You know, like whatever the kids' snacks are, um, I will Yodels, just... doodles, Twinkies. Really? I mean, like, I, there's certain things I won't even buy because I know that at 10 o'clock at night, it's going to be calling my name. Like, I won't buy double stuffed Oreos because double stuffed Oreos, I just... Did you see those new Oreos? They're like triple or quadruple Oreos or something. Oreo has become a whole now, like there's birthday cake Oreos, there's mint Oreos. They have like winter Oreos, spring Oreos, summer Oreos. Like There's, there's a new, like really thick... Oreo. That sounds amazing. Yeah. There's like a triple cream. Mm, yeah. Thick and creamy. <laughs> mm, I like it. Um, yeah. I mean, Doritos. My yeah. God. My favorite is when we go camping and I love camping mm-hmm. and we sit around the fire at late at night and have drinks, roast, you know, it's after s'mores because the kids are already in the tent sleeping and we sit around and we just open up bags of chips and crap and Twizzlers and candy. And we just sit around the fire talking and eating shit. Yeah. That's a dream. I know. That's awesome. Um, and also, um, my my favorite guilty pleasure also is going to the movies. Oh. Do you see how excited I am? I have this too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When I go to the movies and I get popcorn. Uh, I have that. And I pour M&Ms in it. Oh, I don't have that. Okay. So, and it's the sweet and the salty. And I, I can just, be sweet and salty. I, yeah, yeah, no, I don't even, not interested in that kind of sweet and salty at okay. all. Um, but uh, yeah, my God, that's the best. And you eat the popcorn and then you eat the M&M's and then you eat the popcorn again and then you eat the M&M's and then you take a sip of soda. Oh, I have that too. So I have for guilty pleasures, mm-hmm. obviously Domino's. Right. I mean, right. come on. Chinese food, mm-hmm. my favorite. Mm-hmm. But, but That's not really a guilty pleasure. My, my my favorite guilty pleasure, like chewy, fruity candy, like Starburst mm-hmm. and Skittles mm-hmm. and like Swedish Dodge. Fish. And, yeah. Like if it's, if it tastes like fruit and it's chewy mm-hmm. and sugary. Oh God. Well, the crazy thing is that you work, uh, your store, the entire front of your store yeah. is candy. Yeah. And for, and I don't know how all day long you're not just opening up candy and eating it. I do it every once in a while. Like I do it every few days and mm-hmm. I'll just open a bag of something. Like I'll just open a box of dots and just like fucking mm-hmm. go to town mm-hmm. and I hide it so nobody knows I'm doing it. But um, yeah, I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big, yeah, that's okay. a, yeah. Um, also, like I said, you said the movies, like I love going to, because I don't, we don't drink soda, but going to the movies, I'll get me a big tub of popcorn and a big 
vat of soda mm-hmm. and I'll just fucking go to town on soda and popcorn yeah. at the movies. Oh, and so lastly, good. I mean wings. I'll eat a thousand wings. I fucking love buffalo wings. Mm-hmm. All right, foods that remind you of your childhood. Quickly, because I think we're getting a little. Uh, okay. I only so have much two. more to talk anyway. about. Okay. All right, number one Entenmann's chocolate covered donuts. Oh, interesting. I used to eat those by the box. Okay. And I would do that today uh-huh. if you bought them. <laughs> because Yeah, they're amazing. Oh, the vanilla Anything donuts chocolate covered. Oh my God. I can eat a box of those at a time. Mm-hmm. They're ridiculously good. Oh, so good. I agree with that. Uh, two, uh-huh. my mom's chicken soup. Yeah. Yeah. Your mom makes really good oh, chicken it's soup. Fucking mm-hmm. amazing. She's a really good cook. Yeah. And I, you married me, which is so weird. <laughs> but we, we, we made the soup. We and did. It, and it wasn't that bad. It was good. Yeah, it we was made good. good soup. I know. I like doing that together. That was yeah. a fun thing. So someone also asked, actually, what projects do you do? I like, I liked when we did, did that. I love that. What projects do you do together besides the podcast? I like that when we like, you know what we did that day, which was so fun. And if you're at home, it doesn't have to be soup. It could be anything if you do it together. So it takes a long time for the soup to simmer and everything. So we made the soup and then we watched movies while it was like cooking right. and stuff. And then we kept checking on it together. And then like... And like skimming and was, the fat off the top. And, yeah, yeah. And to us, for me, I said the same thing about my grandmother's making soup. So it had real re- relevance and like importance to both of us. So it was a really nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. And while you're waiting, there's nothing to do. You can't leave the house because it's on the stove. So you just sit and watch movies yeah, together. That, that was, was fun. We need to do that again. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of, you know, McDonald's. Of course. Because my mom is still obsessed with McDonald's. It's one of her weird obsessions, Linda. Um, she is, I mean, she liked, she will go to make the drive through at McDonald's. They all know her. They love her. (laughs) Um, you know, she, like, she sent me a text the other day when she went, when she was at McDonald's with her kids and sent me a text saying, um, they're playing such good music at McDonald's. (laughs) They play music at McDonald's? I guess so. Um, but you know, she, I mean, we used to go all the time. My mom didn't cook. She had one meal that she made, you know, again and again and again and again. So, um, you know, we, McDonald's was like our second home. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, you know, again, anything, my grandmothers were amazing, both amazing cooks and they both made different things and they were all amazing. Well, um, all Jewish grandmothers are good cooks. Yeah. Up until but I'm like not going to be. No, up until our generation. Right. But your mom is, my mom isn't. But I'm never, like, my kids are never going to be like, yay, I'm going to grandma's and I'm going to have such good food. You know, it's going to be like. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to grandma's. I don't know. What are they going to say? she's going to order Chinese food. (laughs) Yeah. Or she's going to order pizza. Like, you know, it's not going to be the same kind of, they're not going to come in our house and there's going to be like a wafting, like, smell of, you know. (laughs) Bacon. That's the only smell in our house. I don't know what it is. But but anyway, so, uh, Yeah. Um, yeah, bagels and locks, you know, anything Jewish reminds me of my childhood. Uh, oh, and another one, which we, I kind of told you about last night, Fliggle. If anybody out there, very few people, you never had Fliggle, no. did you? So my dad used to, when I was younger, get Fliggle, which I think is like the wing of a fish or something. Do they have wings? No. The wing of the... Uh, uh, a wing? Wait, they uh, don't fly. I have to They look. swim. I have to look at what it is. But anyway, Fliggle is some kind of, and I and you eat it like off the bone or off the, it's delicious, 
But I was trying to Google it and find out exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. So I Googled Fliegel, and the first thing that came up was from the Urban Dictionary. So Fliegel also means the act of having sexual intercourse in a hot tub that is filled with Pepto-Bismol while both partners are wearing sailor hats. That can't be like a I thing. I swear to God. That's bullshit. Go Google it right now and that will come up. Fliegel means... F-L-I-E-G-E-L. Maybe I spelled it wrong. Yeah, obviously did. No, nobody swims in a hot tub with Pepto-Bismol. Uh, it wearing is on hats. Urban Dictionary. That's so go stupid. look it up. Okay. No. Um, a food you've never tried but would love to. Um, I, <laughs> that reminds me of when we were in, uh, we went to Costa Rica. Like, I want to eat like Anthony Bourdain and like Andrew Zimmern. Like, I just want to eat whatever is available on the streets. And when we, we were in Costa Rica, but I think we said this, like I, I, in a long ago episode, we stopped the bus and like, we took a bathroom break and I went to a local shop and was like, Hey, give me that fried thing. Whatever the fuck that is. It right was there. ear. Fried pig's ear. ear. Pig, pig's, pig's ear. ear. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to eat that because I want to be like yeah, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. And I almost fucking threw up. All, I couldn't eat for the rest of the day. It was so disgusting, but I want it looked uh, disgusting. So foods that I've never tried, but I want to love is like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I want to get into like, a, a tribe somewhere and just eat the way they eat. Like mm-hmm. to me, like, like, like a native foods. Yes. So whatever's yes. native, whatever's to the region. native to mm-hmm. wherever it is, mm-hmm. that's what I want. Yeah. To like cultural foods. And I want to yeah. be on Andrew Zimmern, um, Anthony Bourdain show. That's like going to be tough. No, I, obviously. Right. My point being, I want to do what they did mm-hmm. and eat with the culture. Mm-hmm. That to me, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the only thing I can think of is uh, In N Out Burger. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had In N Out Burger. People talk about it all the time. It's a West Coast thing. We don't have them on the East Coast. Um, unless, let me know, please, if there's somewhere on the East Coast, but I don't think so. Um, and I have never eaten in an out burger, wow. and I'm dying to try Why? it. It's a fucking burger. No. Like, you can get a burger anywhere. People talk about it like it's, like, you know, like, amazing. And and I want to try in an out burger. It is on my bucket list of things to do. Really? Yeah. Oh, but there's another thing about, like, cultural eating that I want to do. Mm-hmm. When I watch those shows, like they, they always go to like street vendors in whatever city they're in, in whatever third world country they're they're in, and they have these sticks of bugs that they're sitting on top of a flame, like they just have like shish kebabs of bugs or spiders or like whatever or scorpions or like I would totally get in. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com to that. Oh like, my god. I really? Shish you would eat kebab. bugs? Totally. Are you really? kidding? Yeah. Bugs are like the 
Bugs are our future, by the way. They're a future watched, source of protein. Have you ever watched um, uh, the Late Late Show with James Corden where he does no. that? Um, uh, it's like where they he so he asks like Will Ferrell um, was the last one I saw. He'll ask him, um, uh, you know, a question like, "Who was your least favorite actor you ever worked with?" Okay. And if he won't answer it. He has to eat from like, it's like a wheel of all different, you know, like a real cow tongue or cow's testicles or, and they- It's like fear factor. Yeah. It's like a wheel of that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's like one of the things is always some kind of scorpion or something that you have to eat. Yeah. It's good. You you would like it. If it's dead, I'll fucking eat it. If it's alive and I have to kill it and eat it, nah. Right. (laughs) It's a little tough. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um... A place you would visit just to eat all their food. Oh, Asia. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like China, Japan, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Like, I want me some real pho from Vietnam. What's pho? Oh, that's like Vietnamese, like noodle bowls. Oh. Like ramen from Japan. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like I want the real shit mm-hmm. over there. Like, I want to go to Shanghai or Hong Kong or whatever it is and just eat what they eat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I would never stop. I would just fucking eat myself to death over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be at the restaurant at the luxury hotel waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Having a cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know that I want to eat on one of those streets that has like dead chickens hanging from the... Oh, the I know, best. that's your dream. Oh, I, I don't best. know that I want to do that. I mean, that's like Chinatown in New York, yeah. too. Like, I don't Dogs know that I want to... from the windows, Oh, yeah. God, no, don't even say that. Yeah. <gasps> No. That's what it is. No, not in Chinatown. Maybe oh, in, sure. In Chinatown? Chinatown in New York City in Manhattan. There's no dogs hanging no, from the window. Ducks. Oh, I thought you said dogs. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I would On never here comes Augie. Do- oh, Augie, close but your they ears. Do, but they do eat dogs in China. I know they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're ugly, so it's okay. <gasps> you know what? <laughs> That's not even funny. You need to edit that out. <laughs> um, I would go back to France. So we went to Paris, but we went with the kids. Yeah. And we went into, we were like in a marketplace buying cheese. And the whole time they were like, get us out of here. It stinks. It smells <laughs> like feet. And the whole time I'm just like, I just wanted to eat all the cheese. Yeah. Like bread and cheese is my favorite. Oh my God. That to me is like a, a, a bread. And, I will, there's no cheese I don't want. I've never met a cheese do I don't like. Do you like stinky blue cheese? I'll eat any kind of cheese. No, but do you love it? Like stinky, like I mean, I, yeah, like on some bread, blue. sure. Yeah, bring so it on, good. absolutely. Oh, I love that stuff. So uh, a few, a few things I was going to say that having to do with food that people may or may not be interested in. So I, I looked up what is the best in 2018. What was the best restaurant in the world? Uh, in Italy, Osteria Francescana. Okay, so of the top best 50 restaurants according to Forbes of the world, we have only eaten at one. And that's 11 Madison in New York City. Oh. And that was the story I was going to tell. <laughs> Are a, you, now I need to get your permission to tell the story restaurant. a little bit. You wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, can I tell this story? Fine, go ahead. I, well, I, I'm going to tell it from the perspective of uh, we were taken there, my sister, Amy, who was our, our mm-hmm. goals person, and her husband. Gideon, who are, um, you know, they're, we're very close with so them. So I was so excited about this restaurant. So do you want me to just do that, you want me to move on? If I won't tell it if you want, all right, I want to. That I did not eat all day because I was so excited to eat at this restaurant. Okay. Okay. All right. That's where we're going with this. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, listen, this was, like I said, in the in the depths of whatever was going on with you when you were going through this very hard time and drinking a lot, way too much, correct? But, uh, Making right, some okay. bad decisions. Sure. So we go... <sighs> I mean, come on, it's every episode. Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it then. Okay, move no, on. You can, I'll edit that. Go ahead. It's okay. I just, you, so I have to preface it with something. We were okay. in the restaurant. So you prepay for this restaurant. It's incredibly expensive, you know, very hard to get reservations for. We go there. <laughs> Halfway through the meal, you start saying, let's no. get the fuck out of here. No, I fell asleep first. You fell asleep first <laughs> at the table uh, adoring our like thousand dollar meal and then start saying, let's get the fuck out of here. And I'm. Mortified, I and thank goodness it was with Amy and Gideon because they are the they love you so much and are like the most forgiving people. But um, that was that night that I started thinking to myself, he need we he needs to something is missing that he needs to have like something to invest his energy his time and his energy in, and I need to keep him like constrained where I can make sure he's okay and not going anywhere and hurting himself or anybody else. And I started thinking about the podcast and how we have so much to say and we've been through so much and that we need to use this as something more. And, and, and it's funny because in some sense that time was one of the worst in my life because first of all, watching you in pain and watching you obviously like losing yourself was so hard, but at the same time that had to happen in order for this to happen. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think I would have done that otherwise. I knew you needed an outlet, and this happened, and I think this has been the best thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so I'm not. I so wasn't. I'm not trying to positive. put you. I, absolutely. Yeah. I think my, the lesson in all of it is that you can make something positive out of anything negative, and it's been a torturous and hard. But I think we are growing something beautiful out of it. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not it trying to put you beautiful. down. It is beautiful. And it's a place for all of us, not just you and me, but, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of people are coming and, and getting some kind of, you know, acceptance. And <laughs> it, yeah. Well, yeah. why are you laughing? No. I, I, are people learning from this? Like, <laughs> I, I think so. Okay. I, think we're I all hope learning so. That we're all, you know, being flawed is okay. You can, you, you could still do good things. Like you can still, you know, being flawed is in its own sense. Like, you know, you, you, you have to do something with it. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay. okay. All right. I'm going to go Fine. on. All right. Speaking of, of, um, tortured and flawed mm-hmm. and all of that, I, I did some, um, in, so we love Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. We were both devastated when, yeah. you know, he took his own life and, um, uh, something, so I did some research about him and he really is. So he reminds me of you in a lot of ways. I mean, you're never going to do anything like he did, but taking, you know, you're, you're not that <laughs> tortured. I, I don't believe you're to the extent no, that he is. I don't think I'm there yet. Stop it. That's okay. not even, it's not even something to joke about. Right. Um, but I think that, you know, you and I, I think connect with like the tortured souls. Like we our favorite actors and actresses and celebrities are all like tortured souls kind of, you know, like we love, you know, like Chris Farley, Dave Chappelle, all those people. Sure. So we love him. We love Anthony Bourdain. So he grew up in New Jersey. Yeah. 
He's a Jersey boy. Um, and he always struggled with drug addiction. Uh-huh. So um, he went to the Culinary Institute of New York, but was struggling for so long and making very little money. In one night in 1999, he wrote an article called Don't Eat Before Reading This. And his mom convinced him to send it to the New Yorker. Um, and the day it was published, he got a call for $50,000 for a book deal. So like the day it was, and, and I, so I Googled the article, I read it and it is an incredible article. Mm -hmm. Like you can totally see. So one thing that he says about food, which I think is so interesting is he says, good food, good eating is all about blood and organs, cruelty and decay. It's about sodium loaded pork fat, stinky triple cream cheeses the tender thymus glands of distended livers of young animals. It's about danger, risking the dark bacterial forces of beef, chicken, cheese, and shellfish. Your first 207 well-fleet oysters may transport, may transport you to a state of rapture, but your 208th may send you to bed with the sweats, chills, and vomits. I'm so hungry after you saying that. So he's basically saying, like, if you're really going to, like, experience food, you have to be a risk taker. Right. You know, you have to be, and you have a little bit of that that I don't have. Like, I'll risk it a little bit, you know. No, yeah, I'll eat anything. You'll eat anything. Yeah. I don't quite have that. But, you know, that's his whole show is, like, you know, he's saying, yeah, you might get sick. You might go to bed and, you know, and, and wake up vomiting in the middle of the night five hours later from food poisoning, or it might be the most incredible experience of your entire right. life. So you know? either it's the greatest experience of your life mm-hmm. or you lose a couple pounds. Mm. Right? Mm. Yeah. What's wrong with oh. either situation? <laughs> but throwing up and being 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 sick yeah, like but it being, lasts how long? Two hours? Food sickness is such a horrible yeah. oof. It's awful. Um he also so he started out, you know, he's been everything. He's been a cook, he's been a lineman, all that stuff. So he he also compares the kitchen crew of a tight, well greased kitchen staff to that of a submarine crew confined for most of their waking hours in a hot airless space ruled by despotic leaders. So he says that like a lot of um, you know his experiences in kitchens, kitchens and stuff was not great. You know that it's you're you're kind of like um, uh, you know you're you're all working together and you don't see the light of day and you have no idea what time it is. Yeah, working and, in a kitchen fucking sucks. So he says, I've been a chef in New York for more than ten years. This is when he you know. I, <clears throat> I don't know what this is from. For a decade before that, a dishwasher, a prep drone, a line cook, a sous chef. I came into the business when cooks still smoked on the line and wore headbands. A few years ago, I wasn't surprised to hear rumors of a study of the nation's prison population, which reportedly found that the leading civilian occupation among inmates before they were behind bars was cook. As most of us in the restaurant business know, there is a powerful strain of criminality in the industry, ranging from the dope-dealing busboy with beeper and cell phone to the restaurant owner who has two sets of books. In fact, it was the unsavory side of professional cooking that attracted me to it in the first place. 
In the early 70s, I dropped out of college and transferred to the Culinary Institute of America. I wanted it all, the cuts and burns on hands and wrists, the ghoulish kitchen humor, the free food, the pilfered booze, the camaraderie that flourished within rigid order and nerve-shattering chaos. So in some ways, like he was drawn to the food industry, not just because he loved food, but because it, it's sort of um, an industry that is... Um, like what offbeat and yeah. Well, food was poetry. <clears throat> it's art. Him. It really yeah. is. When you watch these shows or when you go to these restaurants and you think to yourself, like, how do they even fucking think to put this together? Yeah. Like, how that is? Uh, they're artists. I mean, it is amazing to me sometimes. Like when they put these, you know, th- these tiny little things together, and you look at it, and you're like. Okay, it's like this looks like this tiny little nothing, and you put it in your mouth, and it's like <laughs> an explosion. You've said that to me more than once. Uh, I, I mean, it's just so uh, yeah. So he, but maybe that was not the right industry for him. You know, if it, if it really is, it, it seems like it fosters that kind of. Um, no, I think it was. It was just he just didn't. But it maybe have... maybe it it maybe it added to his tortured self you know maybe it just was i don't know maybe it it hurt him more than it i I guess listen he lived the dream that you know that he wanted to live i guess for as long as he was able to um but all my dream jobs involve food (laughs) just eating to make money i just every dream job i mean food and travel like critic if i could like go to every you know pizza place in the United States and like write about it. Are you kidding me? The movie Chef, that was a great movie great with John movie. Favreau. Yes. That was a great Amazing. movie. Amazing. And Sofia Vergara yeah. uh, is the white. Oh, mm-hmm. love that movie. Such a good movie. Yes. That's actually our kids love that movie too. All right. Transitioning from that. I wasn't done, but okay. Oh. Well, I also, I like I like to be um, one of those women who just brunch. Like whose oh, yeah. husband makes like, you know, millions and millions of dollars. And my only job during the day is to like go for brunch. Like in Blue Jasmine? Uh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> after brunch, I would totally go and have some kind of volunteer job. Uh, yeah, good for you. But I would brunch first. <laughs> and can I just say one more thing that Anthony Bourdain says about brunch? He says, then there are people who brunch. The B word is dreaded by all dedicated cooks. We hate the smell of omelets. We despise despise hollandaise, home fries, those pathetic fruit garnishes, and all the other cliche accompaniments designed to induce a credulous public into paying $12.95 for two eggs. Nothing demoralizes an aspiring escoffier. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Faster than requiring him to cook egg white omelets over eggs and eggs over easy with bacon. You can dress brunch up with all the focaccia, smoked salmon, and caviar in the world, but it's still just breakfast. So they hate brunch. They I think get it's that. dumb. But I love brunch. First of all, <gasps> I love brunch. You cannot get two eggs in New York City for twelve ninety five. Absolutely not. No. It's at least twenty bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was off the market. But on that I one. love brunch. Yeah. <gasps> I love it. Oh, look Eggs at Benedict. Augie. Augie's like, what is what she's like convulsing? What's going on? <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, anyway, Eggs so those Benedict are my, with salmon or oh I'm not an Eggs Benedict person. I love. I'm that. A, a French toast. I mean, yeah, give me carbs. some thick challah French toast. I want all the carbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
So, mm-hmm. uh, would you ever try a food you could potentially die from? No. No? No. Oh. I know you would. Like the fish, whatever that fish is. The uh, puffer. Puffer fish, is that what it is? There was a Simpsons episode about that. No, you know what? I'll just go eat a fucking pizza. I won't die. Right. Like, I don't know. I I almost, I'd rather like be lost in the woods and just go around eating like random mushrooms to either see if I get high or die first. Well, that's how he dies in uh, Into the Wild. Right. Remember that? He yeah. dies. He eats up the wrong kind of mushroom or something yeah, like that, he and he, he dies. Yeah. No. The only way I would ever do that for real is if like somebody was like, I can make a food that is perfect for me, like the best thing I could ever taste, but there's a chance... There's a thing that'll kill you from mm-hmm. eating it, but it could be the best thing you ever eat Just too. up your life insurance. I will taste that I shit will allow right it. off the Just bat. Just yep. up your life insurance. <laughs> Double it, and you can go and eat whatever fucking deadly food you want yeah, to. I will try it. Um, all right, foods that are aphrodisiacs. Oh. Do you know any foods that are aphrodisiacs? Yes, of course. Okay, what? Oysters. Yeah, okay. Chocolate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you know why oysters are aphrodisiacs? Because they look like vaginas. I know. And you hate big oysters because you think it just looks like a big vagina. And and they're, they're slimy and I don't like them. I like, I like small. One of my favorite you foods like small vaginas. is small oysters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I prefer small vaginas. Okay. Mm, well, I have three <laughs> kids. I don't know how small mine is. Um, yeah, he's uh, oysters... Um, contain tons of zinc, a mineral important for the in the production of testosterone and sperm p- production. Oh my god, I want to go for Afro oysters. Plus, right now. they contain dopamine, a brain chemical that increases desire. Mm-hmm. Uh, coffee. You said coffee, right? No, I said um, oh, chocolate. Oysters and chocolate. Chocolate. Chocolate contains phenylethamine, mm-hmm. a stimulant. That elicits excitement and a sense of well-being. I mean, it, it fucking feed me chocolate, and I'll have sex with you for sure. Take me for oysters first, and yeah, then I'll feed you oyster, chocolate. A hundred percent. I love then, oysters. Should we do that tonight? Oh, sounds that sounds so amazing. Oh. And and I do think that like there is. I mean, I think a lot of times just food in general, sharing that experience together, I feel like is an aphrodisiac to go out for like a really good meal and share that together. Well, again, like in that movie, Chef. Where John Favreau take he like he gets together with I'm sorry what's his what's her name his oh. wife oh is a uh, oh his wife Sophia Vergara yeah and he makes like this pasta dish and she's just no that's not her that's not who it is he gets together with like Scarlett Johansson or not, something oh right 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 mm-hmm. and he makes this pasta dish and it's like it's not even about. Just, she, yeah, she sleeps with him even though he's not. I mean, she's she's he j- yeah. He it's, just it's it's the fact that he it's she's so turned on by the fact that he can make this food. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's not even about it's the totally actual. Sexy. Absolutely, yeah. food is completely sexy, but a lot of times if we go out. I'm like, I eat so much that then I'm like, don't touch me. I, I don't want to be touched. I just want to lay like a beached whale and go to sleep. <laughs> because I, I... I get I, that. Yeah, because I'm, yeah. if I'm at a restaurant, sometimes, you know, listen, with these small plates and stuff, you leave and you're still starving. But if you go for like a huge pasta, you know, dinner or whatever, um, you know, I just... 
I come home and I lay in bed and I'm like, I, I, don't, I, I pray that you don't come in and try to like <laughs> yeah. have sex with me because no, I, I'm just just wanna, as full. I just want to like bask in my bloatedness bask. and go to bed. Mm-hmm. Bask. Yes. Wow. Um, all right. So oysters, red wine is, an, is a known aphrodisiac. Uh, coffee, similar to chocolate, coffee's caffeine increases stamina and can elevate mood because who could be happy while struggling to keep their eyes open? Uh, coffee increases dopamine levels in the brain, the stuff that increases desire and pleasure. Vanilla is also an aphrodisiac. And, I love vanilla. Mm-hmm, vanilla. And hot chilies. You love hot chilies. Yeah, I do. Uh, stimulates nerve endings on the tongue, which release a pinephrine, adrenaline, the chemical that increases your heart rate and releases endorphins, natural opiates found in your body. Just make sure you're eating them and not actually rubbing chili peppers on your partner's body. <laughs> that shit will sting. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Um, not an effort. So two things you should not eat before having sex. Microwave popcorn. Why? Uh, the lining from the microwave popcorn bags and nonstick pots and pans have been linked to lower sperm counts in men. Okay, but that's I just guess about if having, you're just having a baby. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, also, not an aphrodisiac, dairy products. Uh, dairy products like milk and cheese from cow's milk have synthetic hormones in them that can negatively affect estrogen and testosterone levels. Oh, please. So, I've, I've eaten plenty of cheese and... So have you. Yeah. And we've... Yeah, I think cheese is sexy. Yeah, If kinda. you don't need too much of it, then you just have gas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> There's God. nothing sexy about that. Okay. <laughs> All right. I have some bonus stuff, too. You do? I do. <gasps> According... Is it, are you going to bring a plate of food out here, please? <laughs> are you going to bring, like, oysters out? Don't... I know. I know. So mean. This is a mean, this is a cruel episode. Yeah, this is tough. This is a cruel episode. I want me some good food. Like, I'm fine. To, we can talk about sex all day long and not have it. I'm super fine. <laughs> right. But food, if I talk about food, I want to have it. Yeah. According to the Huffington Post, mm. here are some of the manliest foods ever. Manliest. Manliest foods. Oh, Lord. Go ahead. <clears throat> Number one, leathered barbecue. That's when you cook the meat in the leather of the animal over the hot open. So like a pork, a pig roast. Kind of, yes. Right? Like so where the where you actually, the whole pig yes. is like turning on yeah. the. So the skin of the yeah, animal. Yeah, right, manly. Yeah, you can look at it a bunch of different ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Number two, baby back ribs. I want me some baby back, baby back, baby back. I want some ribs. <laughs> yeah, so ribs hungry. are really good. That's all food I never ate until I met you. I never uh, had ribs before I met you. I was a vegetarian for uh, a long time before I met ribs you. Are so good. I mean, number three. Could, you keep saying like you want an expensive meal. You could just as easily take me to KFC right now, oh, and that would so be the happy. best date ever. Yeah, I would do the same. Mm-hmm. So happy. Mm-hmm. Number three, porterhouse steak. Oh, mm-hmm. that sounds so mm-hmm. good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh man! All right, number four, mm-hmm. chicken wings. Okay. Yep. Number five, sloppy Joe. Not the Jewish deli sloppy Joe, but the old school like fifth grade mm-hmm. cafeteria sloppy Joe of like mm-hmm. chopped meat on a bun. Okay. Oh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. All right, number uh, number six, a McLand Air and Sea. Have you heard of this? Uh, no, I have not. Mick Land Air and Sea. That's if you go to McDonald's, 
You order a Big Mac. Oh, wait, I want to guess. Okay. Land and sea. Wait, air, mm-hmm. land, and sea. So, yep. wait, but a Big Mac is not, that's land. Mm-hmm. Air is chicken nuggets. Uh, it's chicken. Chicken. And sea is the fish filet. Yep. Uh, are there French fries involved? Nope. And a milkshake? Nope. So, you take the Big Mac with the burger, mm-hmm. the filet of fish, and a McChicken. And you squish them all into one big fat sandwich. Have you ever seen our kids eat McDonald's? Uh, I, I mean, have you, do you so. know how they eat it? What chicken nuggets and French fries? Oh yeah, but do you know what they do? What they take two chicken nuggets and they put the French fries in the middle and they make a sandwich and they eat it. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Well, Mia, Mia came up with it. Wait, can I just go one more? One more. So self care, as far as self care goes, I um. I, I'm like, you know, you always read about self-care and you should be doing this and that for self-care. And like, I'll look at like Gwyneth Paltrow, who I love. She has this Goop podcast and this Goop um, website. And she's always doing this like vaginal steaming and like all this self, you know, making these like kale smoothies for every day. And she does all this stuff that's self-care that I'm super jealous that she does, but I don't have the fucking discipline or the money or the time to do. So my self-care once in a while, Mm -hmm. once in a while, I will go to the McDonald's drive-thru. And I will get whatever the fuck I want, mm-hmm. you know, and I will sit in the parking lot and listen to like my music, no kids in the car, and I will eat my fucking McDonald's. Really? When do you do that? And then, please people, don't judge, <laughs> I will go and I will buy cigarettes. <laughs> really? And I will smoke one or two cigarettes, and then I will come home and take a really good poop. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. When do you do this? Very seldom. Bullshit. You do it like once a week. No, I don't. I really don't. And I pay cash because I don't want you to see it. <laughs> but wow. like to me, that is like to me, fucking fast food for me is self-care. Like, because I don't do it that often. If we go on like a road trip or something, I'll do I'm it. I'm going for McDonald's tonight. But fast food and cigarettes to me are two things that I absolutely should not probably have in my life very often. Yeah. Once in a okay, while, who but cares? But I do, and then I'll do it. So I'll, I'll eat the fast food. I go to Wawa. I buy my cigarettes. I go home. Really? I smoke in the driveway, <laughs> and then I go inside, and I poop. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's awesome. And then I want to take so a nap, but the kids are that. coming home from school, so I can't nap. Oh, I'm proud of you. I know. I know. And I love it. And to me, that's like, fuck your vaginal steaming. I mean, by all means, vaginal steaming. Vaginal steaming is probably the worst thing you can do. Uh, who the fuck are you? I am an expert on vaginal steaming. Oh, okay. Your vaginal has th- like things going on that like clean itself yeah, out. You do and read. Going you do on. read things that say vaginal steaming is probably not good for you. But you look at Gwyneth Paltrow and you're like, I want to fucking do whatever she's doing because yeah. she looks fantastic. But you're not looking at her vaginal. I would. You're looking at uh, her okay. face. All right, well, yeah. I mean, whatever she's doing. I, I mean. It's, right. it's it's working. Number seven. Pepper, what were you even talking about? Pepperoni pizza with mac and cheese crust. Mm-hmm. That's a manly meal right there. I, I <laughs> think that sounds like a total PMS meal to me. <laughs> uh, men PMS. Number eight. It's called the clogged arteries burger. I want it. Triple bacon mozzarella stick cheeseburger. I mean, I... <laughs> 
But you know what's so annoying is that like you could be eating this stuff all day and, and you would you wouldn't gain a pound. Yeah. So why are you not doing that? Like why are you not just during the day just going and eating whatever the fuck you want? That's what I want to ask you. Right. If I were living in your body, mm-hmm. I would do nothing but eat. Listen. I, I mean, I don't want you to do it around me because that's unfair. I, I kind of do. Yeah. Like I'll eat. Like, look, mm-hmm. I, I'm in retail and I have, I'm in a shopping center with Chinese food, pizza, deli, Japanese, like I have mm-hmm. everything at my disposal yeah. and I think I'm going to do that. That is my heaven. Like, yeah, in a, I, a, I do that. what's the movie we always talk about? Uh, defending your life. Defending your life. That is my heaven. But, but you have that on earth. Yeah. And I, I do it. I, 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 that, that is my dream. My absolute dream. <laughs> Number nine, mm. pulled pork sandwich. Mm, barbecue. Oh, it's the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 10, Chipotle burrito. Mm, I love me some Chipotle. Right. The burrito, like that's a manly Yeah, I barely ever get right the burrito there. because I think of Chipotle as being healthier. So I go there and have like a salad. Yeah, but it's not. I know. Uh, number 11, beer soaked sausage. Mm. Mm, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Mm. And 12, fried chicken. Who doesn't love fried chicken? Who doesn't love fried right. chicken? That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are some manly meals right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm fucking starving. Mm-hmm. I will eat fried anything right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, I love food. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I'm interested in hearing about... People with like, why well, I always think about, you know, we talk about Jewish food and stuff. I- I'm interested in hearing like what other, what do you, what do you, what, what food for you culturally, like number one, do you love and what do you hate? What's your favorite Jewish food? Oh, I mean, if you can give me a really good bagel yeah. with scallion cream cheese mm-hmm. and lox and onion and Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And cucumber. Don't forget the cucumber. Fuck cucumber. Yeah, you need to have Fuck that, that cucumber. shit. No, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Or a bagel. Uh, well, I used to go to Boca every summer, or every but a lot to visit people, and they have a big the bagel bar in Boca, and you can get a bagel with the best white fish in the world. Mm. To me, that is amazing. I mean, chicken soup. Listen, right. a matzo brai. Matzo oh, brai at Passover. So oh my god. Yeah. <gasps> So good, but I, you know, but I also like, I mean, I would love to like, you know what we need to do for our next podcast mm-hmm. is, is we do a podcast where you just go to people's homes and <laughs> yeah. eat their cultural food and you sit down and you have a meal with them. How brilliant is this? Right? You sit down at their table and you learn about their culture and you eat their food. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> right? Marriage yeah. and... Me some food. <laughs> Marriage and me some food. <laughs> no, but really, doesn't that sound amazing? Sure. Because I want to. I want to experience all different. I, I like. I spent the summer in Mexico City one time, and all I wanted to do was eat their fucking food. Mm. They eat quesadillas at like ten o'clock at night, and they're all skinny and like great in great shape. And uh, I loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. man, food is the best. Yeah. I know. So good. I know. And you're living the life I want to live. <laughs> you are like, I want to be able to eat whatever. The only reason I don't is because I can't do what you, I won't get into it. Yeah, but you do. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Are you kidding me? I feel like 
I would eat 12 times what I eat every day if I could. Wow. Oh, yeah. I would, that's a I would never thing stop. to sing. I would never stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I'm committed. Okay. All right. So I think we're done. Oh, Do you okay. have any more? Are we done? No, we don't have any more. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. I, so this was the food episode. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Um, uh, yeah, and I apologize if I uh, made anybody uncomfortable. <laughs> for what? <laughs> With my moaning or my, uh, you know. <laughs> But I really do. If anybody, listen, if anybody, did we teach you anything about marriage this episode? <laughs> Probably not. No. But if you this love food. This is not just about marriage. No, This no. is about life mm-hmm. and loving life. But I do think enjoying good food together is important in marriage. That's been a huge thing for us. We always bond so. and connect over food. Yep. Right? And it's something that's like, you're not going to fight over it. You're just going to well, enjoy I, it together. We fight over it because you eat my food. I know. I know. I, <laughs> I always like eat. That. You like. I'm like Joey. Like yeah. Joey like, doesn't share food. Yeah, Joey doesn't share food. Mm-hmm. Like, don't touch my fucking mm-hmm. plate. Don't. Mm-hmm. Don't. Yeah. I feel like if you could, you know how in school, how you have one of those dividers, like, so nobody cheats off of you. I feel like if at restaurants, they should give that to husbands. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I have such food envy because I'll like order a salad if I'm trying to be good and it's so fucking annoying and I hate doing it. But sometimes I'm like, all right, I should be being good if we go on vacation right, and I come back. You never order a salad if we go out. No, I don't. You order a salad to like bring home to eat for lunch. Yeah. But, it, but, but still I'll try, like you'll <laughs> order what I you're want like to eat. You're like the dogs. <laughs> like you're Standing on all fours, like yeah. panting, looking at me while yeah. I eat. Because you are living the life. I've just said that. You are living the life I want I to live. I have to feed you and the dogs the same, like mm-hmm. from my plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucking annoying. No, it's fucking annoying that you don't get what you have. Oh, by the way, yeah. can I just add this? Uh, you pronounce it Zagat. I know. It's not Zagat. It's Zig- oh, you knew that? It's not Bob Zagat. It's Zagat. What do you mean, Bob's Zagat? Bob Saget. Bob from Full House. Really? Bob Saget. That's what you're going to compare it to? No, I looked it up, and it's Zagat. I know it's Zagat. How'd you know that? I, I, I thought it was Zagat. Really? Zagat. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Zagat. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, guys. Um, thanks for listening. This was fun um, for me. Did we do... Questions? We did. Okay, that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, I love how food episode is one of our longest ever. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I really do love food. I know. It's so good. It's so good. I want to. I would like to make some money just so we can eat more food. I wish this was. I wish this was live so somebody could tell me what to go get right now. Because you could get whatever you want. I know. I, I, I wish you we had could. a closer white you castle. You could. It's too far away. Go, go get, but they sell at Walgreens. You can go get the White Castle know, burgers and microwave them. Yeah. Not the same, but not so bad. It's not so bad. <laughs> it's not it's so good. bad. I'm not eating that right now. I will. My stomach hasn't been great. My stomach's been awesome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, guys. It's been fun. We All love right, you. Wait, um, what? Do the rate and review thing, like yeah, the Instagram I mean, thing, please, the of Facebook course, thing. Always come on Instagram, rate and review, always. And we're so grateful. And, you know, I, I put something out the other day about what the person said about, you know, that we should get divorced or whatever. I, I, I just, you're our fucking people. We love you. Yeah. I, I really, I can't even believe 
the acceptance we get for everything we say. And I feel like I could say fucking anything. And I have Jody Utter, like Jody Utter said, who's who? coming on in a few what? few weeks. I always talk about my friend Jody Utter, who talks about soft landing and how. Oh, the soft landing woman. Yeah. yeah. She's coming on in a few weeks. She's going to talk really? to us. Yeah. Oh. She's coming on. And I, I, I fan out with her. Like people fan out with celebrities. I fan, I, I'm a fan girl. I love her. Oh. So anyway, so uh, I just can't even believe the acceptance and the love that we get. And I love you all. I, I can't even. We're so lucky. We're so blessed to have this community. Mm-hmm. And we love you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Love, love you. you. Bye. Bye. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.